Welcome to the City Church Podcast. We hope that you will be abundantly blessed by this message. If you would like to find out more about the city, please log on to our website, www.thecity.sg. Well, I've got the honor of uh, bringing you God's word this morning. I wouldn't take long. I am given half an hour to speak, but I may take slightly slightly longer than that. Weren't you blessed by last Sunday's uh, Vision Sunday? I was watching it uh, in Xiamen and I was super inspired, super inspired. Don't you like the video that Andre (laughs) showed? Can you recognize that guy uh, on the screen? He looked 45, right? Uh, If you weren't here, you can always check it out. Uh, That was me, uh, I think nine years ago and super inspired by what Andre uh, brought last Sunday. And I think that we're just going from glory to glory. Somebody say amen. 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 I am excited about the different programs that we will have. And I I really believe that the church is at the brink of uh, something amazing, something powerful. So if you are new to this family or if you are just visiting, I want to invite you back uh, next week, but also as Andre starts his brand new series in two weeks' time. You would have an idea of uh, what we're about and where we are going. So come back to the city, check us out. And all those who are first-time guests here, if you are here to support your friends or your family who were baptized, I want to invite you back. I became a Christian uh, more than 24 years ago and God transformed my life. To me, it is not a religion. To me, it is a living, breathing relationship with God and it transformed my life. And I wouldn't be where I am without Jesus. Even as I was just worshiping, I was strangely moved this morning because I just felt that where would we be without God? Um, Amen. Where would we be? What would life look like without Jesus in my life? Amen. Uh, well, the Bible says that we are to rejoice with those who rejoice. With. We, we did that. And I just felt that we should mourn with those who mourn. We should grieve with those who grieve. And if you are not a believer this morning, I just, you know, if you can just bear with me for a few moments. But in my time of worship, I had a vision, you know, of... Uh, of, of uh, Reverend Dr. Rick Seward. Uh, and most of you know that he passed on last uh, Sunday. The, the news came as a shock. He, he is a statesman to the body of Christ here in Singapore. The, found, the founder of Victory Family Center, previously known as Calvary Charismatic Center. And uh, he died in a car crash uh, in Brazil a week ago. In my time of worship, I had a vision of him uh, cheering us on from heaven. And it's almost like the Lord spoke to me and said that His death was necessary if we were to fulfill our Antioch call. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said that unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains alone. But when it dies, it bears forth much fruit. And no one has planted more churches, no one has, uh, has pushed into missions more than Dr. Rick Seward. He has planted over 10,000 churches through his work uh, with VFC in the last uh, 30 years. And I believe his passing marked uh, the end of an era and the beginning of a new one. And I think our loss on earth it is, uh, is a gain for heaven. So this morning, if I can just ask you to just uh, join with me. They're all friends. Uh, Jeremy Seward, the, the new lead pastor of uh, VFC, uh, is a close friend of mine. Uh, he, came, he came back from the U.S. and uh, I was one of the first few pastors that he met in Singapore 20 over years ago. And um, that was his dad who died last week. So can you just observe a minute of silence together with me?
Well, Father, we thank you for what you've started, God, uh, through Rick Seward. Father, we pray this morning that the body of Christ in Singapore, Father, would catch the baton, God, that in the place of one man, you will raise up a company of people, Lord, that would take your mandate to disciple nations seriously, God, beyond just giving money. They will give off their time, their talent, their treasure. And Father, we pray, God, that you will show us as a body of Christ in this season, God, what truly matters. Lord, beyond just uh, the growth of our own little congregation, Father, we pray that you'll unite us, God, for such a time as this. And Lord, beyond just the outward, we pray, God, that the seed that has fallen to the ground and died, Lord, Lord, that uh, God, in its place, there will be a flourishing God of a lot of uh, cross-cultural missions, God, in this nation like never before. And Father, raise us up, God, those who are younger. Lord, even those who are in the seeds, God, that, uh, Lord, that are struggling, Father, with a sense of purpose, God, or even those of us, God, who had that purpose, but, Lord, we have drifted from our mission. Father, we pray this morning, realign us, God. We pray that you will realign the body of Christ to what is, imp- to what is important, what's, what, what's close to your heart this morning. Father, we love you. We love you. And we thank you, God, for Rick Seward for VFC. Pray that you will be close to the Seward family, God, to VFC in this time. Pray for Jeremy, for Carissa, God, for their family, God, for Fred, for Margaret Seward. Father, we pray they will bring comfort and strength in this season. We honor them, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. I think it's very important that in time of grief, the body of Christ stand together. Amen. I believe God is raising up a new breed in, in Singapore and, and it's a breed that really doesn't care what brand of a church they're a part of, that we are part of the kingdom of God. Amen. We march under the same banner that the conqueror, the king of kings uh, goes before us. Amen. So yeah, I'm strangely moved. I just saw, uh, you know, uh, Rick just cheering us on from heaven, and that's biblical, right? In Hebrews chapter twelve, that he's now part of the he's now part of the cloud of witnesses, and and he's saying, hey, don't drop the baton. Amen. This morning, I have a simple word for us, and if you are not a believer, uh, just stay with me. It may not. It's, it's not an evangelistic message to uh, try to tell you who Jesus is, but I really believe that if you just track with me for the, the, the next 25 minutes, that uh, it, will, it will make sense. It will make sense. I want to talk to you, uh, uh, to all believers here, about our position uh, and what it means for us to be in Christ. And that's exactly what the seven, eight uh, people did this morning. As they were baptized into the waters of baptism, they were baptized into Christ. And those of us who are Christians, one of the greatest miracles, apart from the fact that one day we will be in heaven, that one day we will see our loved ones uh, in heaven, the greatest miracle, I believe, when we say yes to Jesus. At that moment in time, God the Father put us into Christ. And that, that is hard to explain, but it is like we are, we, we are being immersed into Jesus. That when God looks at us, He doesn't see our failures, our weaknesses. He doesn't see our past. All He sees from, this, from that 
from that point onward is Jesus, is His, his Son. And He can find nothing wrong with us. I, I think that is the greatest miracle, that when we say yes to Jesus, He put us into Christ. And that is our identity. From this day forward, those of us who are Christians, we are in Christ. Somebody say, Amen. I think that's one of the most important revelations we get from God's Word. And that is to understand who we are in Christ. Who we are in Christ. Identifying with Christ will change the way we live and cause us to rise above our adversity. Now, there will be circumstances that we go through. There will be challenges that we will go through as Christians. But if you know who you are in Christ, it completely transforms us. It, 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 it enables us to see our circumstances differently. But on the other hand, not understanding our identity in Him will keep us living far below our rights and privileges in Christ. And most of us here, we know we are Christians, but I suspect there's a handful this morning that may not fully understand or comprehend what it means to be in Christ, to, be, to identify with Christ. Now, it is normal for us to identify with something or someone. And we see it, uh, and, and even I see it in this church uh, when there's an EPL game going on and uh, some of you will come in a man you jersey. I'm not a, I don't follow EPL. EPLs, but when I see uh, when, when, I, when I see David and Michael, they are brothers, right? And they come in the Man U jersey. I, I almost suspected that either Man U won the previous night or they're playing that day because wearing that jersey identify them as like, oh, I'm a, oh, we are fans of Man U. And sometimes Jason and, and Jin Jia would come in the Arsenal jerseys. And I know that they are like Arsenal fans. All right, or some of us, we will uh, wear, wear our favorite. Uh, idol on, on the front, all right, uh, like Iron Man or, or Spider-Man or some of you, you, you know, you are BTS uh, fans, right, and, and you almost like res, uh, wrestle amongst yourself like, I, these are strange words that I don't even know what they mean, so I can't even repeat that, but, 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 but my kids were using strange language like, you know, you are, don't know, stealing the identity, I, I can't understand that, but they need to be... Uh, they are unique, right? So only I can like this, uh, this particular member of BTS. You cannot. So you know, they, they like to identify themselves with their favorite bands, their favorite teams, their, 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 their favorite phone. Some of you are apostolic. Some of you are Samsonites, right? So, <laughs> well, we, ident we understand what it means to identify with someone or something. It makes us feel connected. It gives us a feeling of belonging. All right? In our everyday lives, we understand that. But do you know we also have an identity in the spirit realm? And the scriptures say we have been crucified with Christ, which means, listen, on Good Friday, a few days ago, in fact, a uh, pastor reminded me and said, hey, Jesus didn't die on Good Friday, he died on Passover. So I said, great, now we have, a, we have a debate, all right? But regardless of the actual date, Jesus died, all right? 2,000 years ago on the cross, and he said it is finished, he gave up his ghost. So on that day, the Bible actually tells us in Galatians 2.20 that we died with him. Now, you might be wondering, 
how I wasn't even born. Now, regardless of whether you were living in those days or you were, or, or you were born in 1976 or 1996 or 2006, all right, the Bible tells us when Jesus died, you who are believers, you died with Him. You died. We have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but Christ who live in me. And the faith I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. But that's not it. The good news is not not only did we just die with Christ, we also were raised together with Him. We can see this in the following verses in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 to verse 7. I I like this uh, verse. It says, but God, say, but God. God. I know I love but God, right? There's always a but God. You may be going through a challenging situation this morning, but your declaration and your confession can be, but God. I'm sick, but God is my healer. I'm broken, but God mends broken hearts. I'm in need, but God is my, but God who is rich in mercy because of His great love with which He loved us even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. And by grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the ages to come He might show the exceedingly riches of His grace in His kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. In this passage, we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. But unfortunately, some Christians are having an identity crisis. They don't know who they are in Christ. They don't know where they are seated. So instead of identifying with Christ, they identify with the problems that confront them. You can tell that they do this because they call themselves by their problems. For example, you know, I'm bankrupt. I'm divorced. I'm jobless. I'm in need. I am from normal tech. We identify with our problems. You can tell from the way we see ourselves, they identify, I'm a victim. I've been put down. I... I'm a nobody. I, these are people that identify themselves with their problems. Some, of, some people identify with their profession. For example, I'm a salesman. I'm a sales manager. Uh, I, I, I'm a lawyer. I'm a teacher. Now, these are all facts. And, it, it, and I think it's important for us to embrace reality. But I'm here to tell you, friends, that the truth in the Scripture supersedes and is above facts. And, and we are to live not by facts, but by faith in truth, in what the Bible says concerning you and me. Somebody say, Amen. 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 See, we are not our profession. We are not our problems. Somebody say, Amen. And we are neither our diseases. You can't say I'm a diabetic, so that's why. Or I'm, uh, I'm gluten intolerant. And, and, we start, and we start saying, we are this, I am that. But hey, this is not what the Bible says. When we really understand our identity in Christ, who we are in Him, it changes the way we think and live. And that's what 2 Corinthians 5.17 says. If anyone is in Christ, and how many of us are in Christ this morning? Come on. Just five of you. <laughs> if anyone... 
is in Christ. He's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. And I like what the Living Bible says. This is a paraphrase. It's an old version. But this is what the Bible says. When someone becomes a Christian, he becomes a brand new person inside. He's not the same anymore. A new life has begun. That's great news. When someone becomes a new Christian, he's a brand new creation. We are no longer our old self. We're no longer failures. We're no longer sick. We're no longer problematic. We are now new creation in Christ. Now, before we were in Christ, we were destined for death and destruction. But now, we're destined for eternal life. Before Christ, we're destined for despair, for, for, for degradation, for poverty. But in Christ today, we're destined to have life and have life more abundantly. Friends, I'm here to remind us on Resurrection Sunday that Jesus didn't die in vain. That because of His resurrection, those of us who are in Christ, we have forgiveness from our past, a brand new life today, and a hope for tomorrow. Somebody say Amen. Amen. In Christ is where our identity should be. It is in Jesus that we are somebody. Not in our educational qualification, not in our job, our status, not in the number of uh, letters we have before our name or after our name. Friends! Those of us who are in Christ, we are somebody. Do you ever notice in scriptures that God often changed people's identities? Right? I spoke to you about Gideon. He was a coward. He was hiding from the Midianites. He was trashing weed uh, in a wine press, small space. No one does that, but because he was afraid. And yet the angel of the Lord appeared and said, Gideon, you mighty man of valor. See, God doesn't see who we were. He sees who we can become. Amen. What about Abraham? When the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, I'll change your name from Abraham to Abraham, he had only one child. In fact, the wife was past uh, childbearing age. And yet when God changed Abraham's name uh, from just a father to a father of nations, humanly speaking, there is no way Abraham could live out that possibility, for that potential. And yet again, God doesn't see us based on what, uh, who we were, what, where we came from, but what we can become. What about Sarai, who became Sarah, a mother of nations? Come on, church. And God's words were fulfilled when Abraham and Sarah became parents of Isaac. What about Saul who became Paul? What about, you know, Peter uh, when he was Simon a Reed, he became a solid rock. See, God changes people's identities. So listen, this morning, I don't want this church to ever identify ourselves with our problems, with our past, or even just with our profession. I want all of us to identify ourselves with the person of Jesus, who we are in Jesus, who we are in Christ. Listen, learn to see yourself and the people around you from heaven's perspective and from the way God sees you. Somebody say amen. Come on. And God calls those things that are not as though they were. That's what Romans 4, 17 says. So don't say, Daniel, it's impossible. That's not who I am. I'm not wired this way. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter how you feel. God has a destiny for your life. And He shall fulfill it. He shall fulfill it. Amen? So as I close, what God says about us is found in His, in His Word. 
And the Bible says we are new, cre we are new creation. The Bible says we are the righteousness of God in Christ. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. What does that mean? It means that we're in right standing with God this morning. The Bible says we have been healed. He, he himself bore our sins in, in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. The Bible says we have been made rich, not just financially prosperous, but in every area of our lives. We have been greatly enriched in Christ. For you know the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, that though He was rich, yet for your sake He became poor, so that through His poverty you might become rich. 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9. We are sons. We're no longer orphans, no longer slaves. We are now sons and daughters of the Most High God. In love, He predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with His pleasure and will. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5. We are free from sin. Now, we are not free from, from the environment of sin, but we are free from the power of sin. We can choose to say no to sins. But now you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God. The benefit you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life. That's who you are in Him. Now, your reality right now may be different from what you are hearing. It doesn't matter. The more aware we are of who we are in Him, the more we can stand up and be who God says who we are. One of my challenges growing up is I, I used to believe in lies about myself, especially when I was a teenager. Because most of you know my story, I grew up stuttering. And so I couldn't really string sentences together. In fact, you've heard my story that uh, my mother-in-law now, my girlfriend's, of course, Joyce's mother then, used to say to my wife, my girlfriend then, that if your boyfriend stutters, can you just slap him? And that, and that did amazing to my pride. Uh, I mean, I felt like, wow, I feel, no, man, I felt terrible. Whenever I was in school and you've got to present when you're in poly, right? This is the difference between poly and JC. I mean, now it's trendy to go to poly, but in those days, going to a poly is like you couldn't make it to a good JC, so you go to a poly. So I was in a poly and the difference is you've got to always present. And I dreaded that. When I was 18, 19 years old, I'll be in front of the class and no words would come out. I'll be like shaking like a leaf in uh, in front of my class, behind the podium, and I was struggling to speak. I didn't enjoy that. Until one day God spoke to me and said, I've called you to present my word. I've called you to preach the gospel. And I said to myself, God, I could never do that. I could, I could never do it. And I, am, am I good now? No. <laughs> but I've come a long way. Why? Because I've chosen to align myself. And I chose, I've chosen to align my, my belief system with what God says and who God says I am. It is a choice to align your belief system and even your behavior to what God says you are and who God says you are. You don't have to agree with problems and with, uh, with what the world thinks you are, who people around you say you are, and even your loved ones and your parents. You don't have to live like a victim when you are in Christ. And every time when the devil comes to remind me of of, of what I've done, of my weaknesses, of my struggles, of my challenges. I can either agree with him or I can agree with the word of God and say, 
devil, get behind me. This is who God's words say I am. When you identify with Christ, God gives you a brand new identity. Christians, instead of sinners, you are called Christians. Like what Andre said last week, you are a little Christ. Not capital C, but you are a follower of Jesus. His, I know he says it like this is not a good term, but today we use it proudly because we are followers of Christ. Instead of lost, you are called found. Instead of enemy, you are called friend. Instead of unrighteousness, you are called righteous. Instead of sick, you are called healed. Instead of poor, you are called rich. When you understand your new identity in Christ, you'll be stronger and more stable as a believer. Your faith will work for you better. Everything changes when you know who you are. Some of you were baptized years ago. That's exactly what baptism symbolized. When you were buried together with Christ, you rose to newness of life. Your old man has been crucified with Christ. You are now a new creation. Those of you who are not yet baptized, if you're a believer, that's exactly what the Word of God says. That's who you are. And perhaps some of you this morning, you are not Christians and you are wondering, Daniel, does it apply to me? It can. It can. And all you need to say is, I want to be in in Christ. That's simply what it means to be a Christian. There's no magic formula. It's not you saying a prayer. All right, saying a prayer is part of the process of you getting into Christ. It's you making a decision. From this day forward, I chose to believe who I am in Christ. I believe in what Jesus did for me 2,000 years ago. He died on Good Friday. He rose to newness of life. Death has lost its sting. Listen, we feel sad that Dr. Rick Seward passed on. But one day we'll see him again in his glorified self. And we will give each other high fives and say, Dr. Rick, I've caught your baton and I've run the race and I've gone to the nations. I've blazed a brand new trail because of your example. And Rick Seward, I believe, when he, when he appeared before the witnesses, there were those who have gone before him and he would say to them, you, you know what, this came as a surprise. I didn't think that I'll see you so soon, but here I am. I've ran my race. I've fought the good fight and now here I am. And this went on. Again. It, 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 is a, it is a domino effect that now here we are. We, we, we need to move on with the baton in our hands. But before you can be effective as witnesses for Jesus Christ, you must know who you are. Amen. On Easter Easter morning, as we celebrate the resurrection, this is the hope we have in Christ. Can I bend on stage, please? And uh, to all our guests here, thanks again for coming this morning. I'll be saying a prayer. Uh, If you want to receive all that Christ has done, for you, and I know that if you're a friend or for those who invited you, that means a lot to, to either your son, your daughter, your friends, that you come to experience what they have experienced. Now, my parents, who are not here this morning, but they are Christians, only, only in the last four or five years, they have never understood my zeal, my passion, my, uh, my, 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 my zest in God before they become Christians. But after four or five, uh, four or five years ago, uh, four or five years ago, my dad, my mom now, they are zealots. They are now going around to their own loved ones and wanting to see them receiving Jesus. And just last week, my parents told us that my uncle, right, in-law, who's in his 80s, just gave his life to Christ, you know? 
And listen, to all our guests here, we don't do this because we want to add a number to our church nominal role. No, it is somehow an inspiration, a newfound zeal when we discovered what it means to be in Christ. We become ballistic in the, in the fact that we want to just go forth and share and tell people what that means and who Christ is to us. And this morning you might be here for the first time your child, your friend invited you because of their baptism. I want to give you an invitation. In a few moments' time, I'll say a prayer. Every eye closed, every head bowed. And, and if you are not yet in Christ, and you don't have to understand every single thing. I didn't understand even 0.1% then when I said yes to Jesus. It is simply saying I chose to believe based on your account, based on my child's witness, based on what I've heard, based on you know, my, my little understanding, I want to follow Christ. And so if, if, you, if this is you this morning, I want to give an invitation on three with no one looking around except me because I need to see your hands so I can pray together with you. All right, no one look, looking around. If, if you want to say this simple prayer to ask Christ to come into your life and to be found in Christ, on Easter Sunday, 2018, I want to pray for you. If you're far away from God this morning, if you know that and you have not been walking with the Lord, you may be a Christian from a long time back. You may even have stopped going to church or you may have been in church, but you have not been walking with the Lord this morning. Easter Sunday is a good time for you to say yes again to being found in Him, to know Him, to walk with Him. So this morning, whether you, are, you have not said a prayer or you have done that before, but you want to just recommit your life to Jesus. On three, I want you to lift up your hands. When I see your hands, I'll pray for you. I'll pray with you. And together as a church, we will celebrate with you at the end. All right? So every eye closed, every head bow. If what I'm saying makes sense to you, or if you want to just take the step of faith and say yes to Jesus, on three. One, two, three. Hands up. Anyone? I put one hand, hands up. I'll just wait for a few more moments. If I brought someone, you can simply nudge that person and say, hey, just put up your hand. All right. And anyone else? I'll wait for a few more moments. Thank you, Lord. All right, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say a prayer. And even if you didn't put up your hands, but this morning you want to just... Agree with me. Say this prayer after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, as a, as a church, let's all pray this. Dear Lord Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. And Jesus, you are the Savior of the world. I open up my heart to you and invite you to come into my life to forgive me of my sins and to make me a brand new person. Thank you for loving me. From this day forward, I'll follow you in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for this morning. Father, we thank you for all the baptism, Lord, those who, those who were baptized. We thank you, God, for this church. Lord, it's my prayer this morning. Can we all stand? It's my prayer this morning that as we stand before you, God, that we will stand firm in our identity in you. That, Father, regardless of 
the circumstance we're in, regardless, God, of the problems we're going through, regardless, Lord, of the challenges we face, God, we will not be moved. We will be found standing on the rock, firm and secure. Father, we thank you for all that Christ has done. Thank you, Lord. You know, I'm just sensing also, let's take some time. We've got a few more minutes. That if this morning you are wavering in your faith and you are saying, Daniel, I understand what you're saying in the head, but I need the strength to live this out. All right, if that is you as a believer, it's, it's okay to have weaknesses in your, in your, in your life, but, it, but if that's you, you know, whether you're, you're struggling to agree with God's word this morning, can I, can I just put up your hands? I, I want to pray for this church. All right, is there someone here? All right, if you're struggling, I, you know, I see hands going up. Great, just keep those hands up. All right, you are, you are, there's, there's a disparity between your reality and God's word and you're saying, Daniel, I need God's help to help me make sense and to bridge my reality facts from truth. And this morning, I, I, I want to pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Even if you're sick in your body this morning and you're saying, God, I need truth to break in. I need health to break in. This morning, you may be struggling with lag and you're saying, God, I need your provision to break in. Come on, if that's you, lift up both hands. So let God just touch you. This, this morning, you may be struggling with guilt and condemnation. When the Bible says that you are supposed to be uh, the righteousness of God in Christ, and there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I, I, I want to pray and ask God to make that an experience in your life. So Father, thank you. We give you all the praise, God, for all that you've done. And we pray right now for the power of the Holy Spirit to just come and touch our lives. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. We thank you for the power of God that was released through the resurrection of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, just pray in the Spirit, church, if you are Christians. Lift up your voices. Hallelujah. Oh, Radarala Mama Nandara Kasa Daraba Kasa Yandaraba Mahandai. Lord, we pray. Let the power of Jesus break in this morning, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Koda Bahadara Masandara Mahakin Dara Masodara. Kira Darada Mama Mandara Kisande. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just release your power. We release your presence. We thank you. We thank you, God, that we are who you said we are, God. Lord, we have what, what, what you say we have. We can do what you say we can do. And Father, by faith right now, we access, Lord, your provisions. By faith right now, God, we step into the reality of truth. And Father, we believe, God, that from this day forward, Lord, whatever, Lord, the kingdom of God says, Lord, we have, we will walk in. Give you all the praise, God, all the glory. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. And everyone say, Amen. Come, we've got a praise offering. Come on. Amen. Amen.